Amen. Oh, another day, another dollar. Chopper Sue Convos, we in the house. DJ Balmall just off the plane, bringing Carson Wentz in the city. What's going on? What's good, man? Chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? Kicking it, you know what I mean? Still on my, you know, my my uh my fitness routine, eating healthy, you know what I'm saying? Trying to just be the best me out here in this crazy world. Yeah, uh, shout out to OG Carson Wentz, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure he's gonna hold it down for your beloved uh Washington Commanders. I know you're a big fan. Oh, you know, never that. <laughs> I haven't been a fan since I had a hairline, and that's been a long time. I've been actually I haven't been a fan since. Obama was in office. He like the he just started his second term. That was the last time I was a fan. Those guys are hilarious. I just realized I said it in our fantasy football group chat that Carson Wentz is the Russell Westbrook of quarterbacks. He's been traded twice in the last what two years in the last year. So he's going to play for three teams in three years. People complain about his leadership issues and his personality that's disrespectful that's disrespectful and he, has, and he has no technical ability because people complain about his mechanics and we know russell westbrook can't shoot that's disrespectful to westbrook to say that hey it is what it is he's not the russell westbrook he's not even that like don't even give him that much hell no first of all these these niggas got a nigga from south dakota being their quarterback that's what i'm mad about Oh, so you don't like people from those small states? That's a big ass state, but eh, it's not. No, it's not. It's nobody there. But I'm just saying, bro. Like you got somebody from South Dakota as your starting quarterback, like North Dakota. <laughs> oh, he's from North Dakota. Even worse, North North. And he was born somebody in North from, Carolina. He's a North North All Star. Somebody from North Dakota is your quarterback like he I'm loves dunk and he can do a lot of that in maryland and virginia that's good shout out duck hunt that was one of my favorite games as a kid back in the day super nintendo yeah me too that's just a classic i actually i would like to play that very soon especially if, like you know the little gun that it came with yeah gangster come on it was orange i already know that was my first strat yeah that joint came with a gun you got to really aim at that joint that's crazy I'm surprised that hasn't like well i mean graphics are too good for people to want to play duck hunting but nintendo needs to like re-up on it they probably did it with the wii i don't know i never had wii that's for kids but no disrespect i know it's a fun system but Whoa, i don't know i want to play disrespect the nintendo <laughs> the nintendo wii because i know grown like i feel like i got a few friends that like wii but the last nintendo i fucked with heavy was gamecube True. and i was nintendo i don't know they market to kids to me their games are always kind of like kitty they don't really have like crazy graphics and shit but damn that's crazy maybe think of duck hunting but anyways that's wild carson wentz commanders let's go talk about more quarterbacking how about your brother you've lived in richmond the king of richmond russell wilson going to denver how do you feel about that are you excited for him um i think it's pretty cool that he gets to stay in like weed friendly states all the time <laughs> yeah that is nice He's really in both of the spots that legalized marijuana first. But, um, yeah, I mean, he got John Elway as his big homie. Um, That's pretty cool for him. I feel like he wanted to be in a very white market. I mean, he, he did. He did pretend like he wanted to be in New York. But um, 
I don't know. It's cool. I mean, we're gonna really get to see what he's about. Like Ephraim can hang out with him, and that's cool. It could it could, yo, yeah. Shout out to Ephraim. I forgot he in Denver. Um it could expose him, like, but I think he has some pretty good receivers on his side. And I'm happy that he has to battle um Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Carr. Like that division is crazy i'm gonna be sad that it's the end of the midget mac bowl though between him and yeah uh, that was a great Murray. i love that bowl man yeah that's that was fun but i mean hey it is what it is we had a couple years of that maybe um the seahawks can get another little homie you never know yeah i don't know p carroll's about to get up out of here why you think that because they're like because he he tricked off the franchise like he could have it could have been something, and now, now the guy who threw the pick has the audacity to be mad at you, and it's just like y'all about to struggle. Y'all about to be Seattle, like from when we grew up. Remember they? I know they went to the Super Bowl and they had Sean Alexander and shit, but it's just like y'all about to be the Seahawks again. Like yeah, like they the Seneca Wallace era. Yeah, they about to be the Seahawks again. I forgot all about that. Like they've been good this whole last decade almost. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about their past. So. I don't know. Pete Carroll, he's getting up there in age. I just think, you know, everybody has their time. At least he made it to Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Yeah, Got to give him his props. But for Russell, I wonder if Sierra's going to like Denver. I think so. Didn't you see people talking about how they can recreate the No Better Love video by Young Guns? Remember when Young Chris oh, yeah. took Reagan Gomez to that nice ski resort? Mm-hmm. They can do stuff like that. Yeah. So that's good for them, man. I'm excited for them. I didn't know Denver's defense was that crazy last year. Yeah. So you get a top five, top seven quarterback, hey, something special can happen. But like you said, he's in the hardest division of quarterbacks. Like come, when it comes to quarterback talent, that might be the hardest division in NFL history. But, hey, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I feel like it's going to be, a, I just hope she prepares like um, Sierra, like prepares like for like the air. It's going to be like hard to dance and shit in that Denver air. So what are you? Don't disrespect her. She's a Navy SEAL when it comes to dancing. She's going to be walking on mountains soon. But professional athletes struggle and have to prepare themselves to play in Denver. So, you know what I'm saying? She just needs to get prepared because she's going to be tired of shit trying to do all that Matrix shit she'd be doing. Nah, she gonna be with it, man. I believe in her. And uh, baby future can dance in any co- condition with no problem. And baby future is gonna be in uh, Colorado, so you know what I mean. Good for him. Yes, yeah, good for the whole family. Yeah, even the young one. I don't know the young one's name, but good for that one too. And shout out to Russell Wilson getting on national TV and begging his wife to have another child. That's real player. Keep her away from the studio and in the house. No, nah, let her get in the studio again. Well, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> in, this, in this decade, only because a lot of people who stayed out the studio and try to get back in these days, like the older ones, they don't really be doing it like that, like they're supposed to. So, But I wouldn't mind if she, it would be dope if she could like have some cool music out here. I wouldn't mind seeing Sierra doing her thing again. Like if she could just give us one like pretty good album and dance and stuff too. Yeah, she be dancing to other people's song on Instagram. Keep it that way. 
let's move on to the real topics though, man. I see you wanted to talk about the festivals. As we all know, spring is around the corner. Festival season is on the rise. Everybody's putting out their flyers and their announcements. The Super Bowl of Rap, Rolling Loud, announced their flyer. They have the headlines of Brother Ye, Future, Kendrick Lamar. I believe it's July 22nd to the 24th, 104 artists overall. Yeet is not one of them, but that's another story for another day. And in comparison, Jamal sent me the Smokers Club flyer. And it, at the bottom, it says that AUG is involved. And if you're aware of AUG, that is ASAP Rocky's company. So I'm assuming that's why the headliners are ASAP Rocky, Playboy Cardi, ASAP Rocky's artist, and Kid Cudi, ASAP Rocky's friend. Schoolboy Q, another one of ASAP Rocky's close friends, is performing Oxymoron. Wiz Khalifa's performing Cushion Orange Juice. Lupe's performing Food and Liquor. Chief Keef is performing Finally Rich. Yeet is going to be at the Smokers Club. And then they have a lot of other artists. So what do you feel about the festival season? Are you actually even going to a festival this year? Um, I'm thinking about going to um, Broccoli City, honestly. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me check this uh, lineup up, first of all. I should have already had it. But I'm thinking about going to um, Broccoli City because this, to me, this is their best lineup that they've ever had. And, um, you know, they have um, 21 Savage, Ari Lennox, Dirk, Wale, Rico, Nasty, Jeezy, Larry June, Summer Walker, Gunna, Don Tolliver, Timbs, Masego, Babyface, Ray, like Wizkid, like I gotta go there. Like we actually got a like dope festival here in the DC metro metropolitan area, AKA Dan's favorite word or um, acronym DMV. But um, yeah, actually like, my favorite is Nova, Northern Virginia, North North. I'm stealing dang. that from Memphis. Dang, we north we northed up, Shawty today. North Dakota, North Carolina. Anyways, North I'm North. definitely definitely going to Broccoli City. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the only one I want to go. I'm over the festivals as far as like how I used to be like to travel to them. But um, I think Rolling Loud um for this year, like I think it's um the lineup is obviously dope, but I feel like Rolling Loud is kind of like you call it the Super Bowl. I feel like this year they have more like unknown artists than they did in previous years and i don't know i'm just not as excited anymore as i would have been i think the headliners kanye future and kendrick lamar are definitely dope headliners but a lot of the little names to me is too much filler people in my opinion and it's like not like in a venue like coachella it's at Hard Rock Stadium in a parking lot. And I just feel like it would be better if they were able to have like a Coachella like field setting if they're gonna have all these people. I'm biased though. I, I think the year we went to Rolling Loud was like better. We just didn't have Kanye. Yeah, that's the last, you know, traditional Rolling Loud. And it was amazing. One of the best vacations I ever took. That festival was fun. It was a lot of jiggy shit going on but 
let me look up this flyer because I think you are underestimating the lineup. Yeah, there is a lot of filler, so to speak, but it's a lot of heat too. Like on Kanye's is the first headliner on Friday. It's Playboy Cardi, Dirk, Don Tolliver, 3-6 Mafia, Sweetie, Yachty, 2 Chains, Fabio, Foreign, Money Man. G, G Herbo. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then, yeah, like you said, there's some lower artists, so to speak, working their way up. Saturday, Futures, the headline, you have Uzi, Gunna, the Baby, Gucci, TJ, Ski Mask, City Girls. Kevin Gates is going to be doing his flips. Soldier Boy, Lotto. Key Glock. Key Glock. Yeah, Nardo Wick, Hot Boy, Action Bronson, Dreezy, Baby Tate, I like them. Duke Deuce, Big 30. How, how come you didn't outside. mention Ace Hood? How come you didn't mention Ace Hood? Eh, that's not for me. Go <laughs> Boy, Baby Tron. And yeah, BK the Ruler. They got some people. Dream yeah. Doll, she's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, you got Kendrick headlining Lil Baby, Kodak, Baby King, Trippy Red, Money Bag, ESTG, Nudie, Currency, Flo Millie, Shinsia, OGZ, Babyface Ray, Lucky. Yeah, wow, Uno, Lancey Foe. Mm. I, I fool with Des Dior. She's so beautiful. But I mean, yeah, it's a lot of. It's, I think you're the right. There first- is, it is like a lot of lower. Mm-hmm. here quote unquote artists trying to work their way up but they still got a pretty good amount they got baby sosa baby sosa gonna be there oh yeah it's her too i think to me like the after the headline names like the first three roles if they would just have that that to me it would be perfect but obviously rolling loud is always about um you know the up and coming so i understand that but i don't know i just feel like for me today i think if you like a lot of these artists you're definitely going to enjoy yourself. And it's in Miami. Miami to me is like one of the dopest cities to go to for a festival because yeah. you already, you got the beach, South Beach and just the city itself with the festival. It's crazy. Like our, like how our shit was. Yeah. But um, if you enjoy a lot of these people, this is perfectly for you. But since, you know what I mean? I don't really care about to see a lot of like people under the first three rows. But I think if I went, I would still enjoy this shit too. Cause they got a lot. Hold it, hold on. They said AB's performing. Who's oh, that? A lot of money, make a hole. Maybe it's- <laughs> is that is that uh, Antonio? It might be. That's his home. You know that his crib. <laughs> it, it might be. It says AB. <laughs> it might be. When is AB? What what day is he on? The first day. With, exactly with, with exactly. That's his brother. It is AB. That's why I do fuck with Rolling Loud for doing crazy shit like this. <laughs> Oh, a lot of money. I like that song, kind of. That hook is jiggy. Your brother Press is going to be there, too. Neighborhood Press. Salute the Presser. I fool with that young man. And when I really think about it, it actually is better than the one that we went to, for real. Nah, chill, man. Well, our shit, since it was in Bayfront Park, and we... I'm not even talking about the location. I'm just saying, like, bro, Chief Keith had that joint rocking. We had Lil Wayne. We had some heat, man. We had like even um, I'm trying to remember. I'm I can't. Mac find Miller, him. Mac Miller, fucking Larry, yeah, like Larry June was there. Yeah, like it was heat, man. 
Key. Batman Key. I mean, I know Gucci's gonna be there again, but hey, Gucci was dope. Like it was a lot of heat. Like, and our headliners were what future, Kendrick, the same two, and I think Travis. Travis, ASAP, Rocky, Wayne, and Young Thug. Remember, it was two yeah, headliners. Oh yeah, yeah. Thug was going crazy. I it remember. It was two that. headliners each night, so we had to we picked. Oh Thug, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, we picked Thug over ASAP Rocky, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we picked somebody over Kendrick. I forgot who. But um, I think Travis. Yeah, I forgot Chief Keep had that joint going crazy. Yeah, that shit was rocking. And then um, we saw Migos in their prime. Oh yeah, that's true. The end of their prime. Yep. And XXX Tentacion. Rest in peace. Yeah, exactly, man. You know what I'm saying? Cardi and Uzi were there. Oh, yeah. And that's when, you know, Uzi jumped off the joint crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, and Gucci had that shit going yeah, crazy. Yeah, Gucci going stupid. Hey, and I got to mention the location because Bayfront Park was dope. There was, like, lights was. on the trees. And, and we stayed at the Fountain Blue right above the Heat's uh, stadium. So we were, like, we could watch the um festival from our balcony. So, mm-hmm. like... That shit was epic. And that's kind of why I didn't go to Rolling Loud anymore because they didn't do it in Bayfront Park. I'm like, yeah, not for real. I agree with you. That's the pinnacle. I'm not going back unless unless we doing Shopper Suit Convos at Rolling Loud on some sponsorship shit, you know. But But to um, switch it to Smokers Club, maybe because I'm old, but well, I can't lie. This, This Rolling Loud 2021 is like straight. It's a lot of heat on here. It's a lot. But I don't think I could see everybody. So I kind of like the Smokers Club joint a little bit more because, I mean, Cuddy, you know, that used to be my dog. But, you know, (laughs) and it wasn't even my dog that much. I only listened to his first two albums for real, for real. That's good enough to be your dog. You liked his first two albums and his mixtape, right? A Kid Named Cuddy? Dog, somebody was uh, bumping uh, Embrace the Martian, this white dude on a motorcycle loud as shit a few nights ago. I didn't even remember what the song was to the hook play. I was like, damn, I forgot about that shit. Yeah. But um what about Rocky's... the kid named Scott Tape? Remember that one? Nah, only one know about that, kid that kid. had the joint with the Jackie Chain rolling, rolling, rolling. Nice. That was a kid named Cuddy. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't a kid. No, it was named on Cuddy. the other one. Yeah, it's on the kid named Scott or whatever. I don't remember the name. Yeah, it was like a pink cover or something. I'm gonna try to find it. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. I just remember that as a um as a Lucy. Yeah, it was from that tape. But um, Smokers Club they got Kid Cudi as a headliner, ASAP Rocky. Um, you know what I mean? I fuck with a lot of ASAP, but Playboy Cardi is a headliner. But I like the fact that Wiz is doing Cushion Orange Juice, Lupe's doing Food and Liquor, Chief Keef is doing Finally Rich, which is dope. Dom Kennedy, Larry June, Yeet, Burner, Currency. Rico Nasty, that's my that's my shawty. I mean, I know people are probably not as big a fan to her, but I like Rico Nasty. J-Rock, Ab Soul, you know what I'm saying? Those are my TDE niggas. Pierre Bourne, that's enough in itself. Sofago, you know what I'm saying? I fuck with Sofago. Um, Lucky's going to be there. That's your dog. Um, Alchemist, I don't know what he's doing there, but he's on the joint. Um, cool Kids, pretty dope. So I don't know what he's... He's a DJ. He's going to perform probably a dj set of his joints maybe some rappers in his world is going to come out as well and i mean his sleepiness fits perfect it's smokers club tour like sleepiness um whatchamacallit bk the ruler gonna be there oh yeah my nigga tisa korean gonna be there smoky margella damn i wish he like you know i mean i used to fuck with smoky margella so hard but yeah i like i like the smokers club joint 
Whoa, like, Pat Ev is coming out of the cut. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Creation. Whoa, she's pulling up. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this, man. I don't really fool with festivals like that anymore, man. I feel like I've seen not everybody that I want to see. I still have to see Nas. But other than Nas, I think I'm good. Or I'd like to see a full Snoop Dogg show. That would be dope. I remember a couple years ago, he was somewhere. He did Doggy Style from the beginning to end. I would have loved to see that. But I, yeah, there's not many rappers or artists I really care to see anymore. Of course, I'd go see Future and Kanye. Those are my favorite artists. But yeah, those like that's for real. That's kind of it. Like I don't know. Like uh, Wizkid, I wanted to see him last year. All the homies loafed. It is what it is. And that was peak Wizkid. Who knows when he's gonna drop another album? Like you said, he will be at Broccoli Fest. But I'm cool. But yeah, I mean, out of all of this, if I had to pick one to go to, I would probably still go to Rolling Loud just because Kanye and Future, they're my two favorite artists of all time. So I'd like to see that. And I remember talking to homies before and telling them that Don did too is like he made a Rolling Loud album. So it is cool that he's going to be over there. Maybe he'll add some more lyrics to the album by then and finish it. Future. It's going to be in July, so hey, maybe his new album will be out, but I fool with the both sets, but I mean, hey. For different reasons, too. Yeah, but festival season is back. You won't catch me at any of them. I'm going to be inside because COVID is still alive. I know what they I, I have to go to Broccoli City because Larry's going to be there. WizKids. I got I to gotta see WizKid, man. You know what I'm saying? I missed him when he came to, was it Silver Spring? Yeah. I missed that. So I got to see WizKid. You know what I'm saying? Dirt going to be there. That's going to be pretty tight. But honestly, I feel like something in the water. Like, I, I could feel like you too. Like, something in the water, even though we the, we missed the first night, that was a good, like, um period for me for a festival. It's like, it was on the beach. It was Pharrell shit. Jay-Z popped up. Saw Snoop. Saw Diddy. Saw Missy. Didn't saw Busta Rhymes. Huh? Didn't Usher pull up too? Yeah, Usher, Missy. Janae Aiko's set was dope. Like yeah. she was talking about how she from LA and her being from LA, she's never performed that close on the beach. And she was like, yo, I didn't know y'all like Virginia like had this. Like this is dope. Like, she said that. And she did a tribute to uh, Nipsey Hustle. Um Charlie Wilson was kind of cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Teddy but Riley was pretty cool. All of Daytona. That was amazing. Yeah. Got to see Daytona. So and it was just a dope festival on the beach, like in Virginia Beach. So I'm I'm that's a good ending for festivals for me. Yeah, I'm cool. I mean, you can't say the ending. You go on the Broccoli Fest. I mean, I haven't got no tickets yet, so it's probably too late. I think they're dropping another batch of them, but oh, I got to go to Broccoli selling, It's been selling like that? Well, the first day sold out, of course. The first. I just have to go. Like, that's just one of the doper festivals in, like, you know what I mean, in the, in the big city, man, like. I can't. What I'm, I'm gonna be pissed that I didn't go. Yeah, and it's just one day, right? So it's not that bad. You ain't gotta go for the whole weekend. No, I think it's two days actually. Uh, yeah, I think it's two days. Let me see. Yeah, it's two days. That kind of sucks. Hmm. 
So it looks like I'm damn Larry June's on Saturday too, and WizKids on Sunday. <laughs> you ain't going to that June. And Jeezy's gonna be there. Whoa, Jay Jenkins, Jeezy. Or yeah, the one I was Jeezy. The one I was dancing in a grocery store. Oh no, G- <laughs> the snowman. <laughs> that's what. Hey, if he do trap or die, I mean that's all. That's, you know, even he's I- do that. He ain't gonna perform anything from his last album, The Recession Two. Yeah, that didn't. That didn't translate. Even though I saw Jeezy at Norfolk State like 10 years ago. So yeah. I already got that checked off my list. Yeah, I skipped that joint. I was cool. But uh, let's move on. Salute to everybody getting that money. Festival season has returned. Hey, let's move on to an artist that isn't on any of these joints, which is surprising, especially since I would think he should be at Rolling Loud, and that's Kodak Black. Last uh, week or two, he put out his most recent album. I thought this was the album that was going to catapult him to stardom because Super Gremlin, you know, was a smash top 10 song out of nowhere. It was a Lucy that everyone gravitated towards because of the sample, and they felt his lyrics and they felt the pain in his voice and the music and all that. And it came out and it sold his album back for everything, which is his fourth studio album. And sold about 60,000 the first week, which was very interesting. It's lower than his last two albums. I don't really count the Bob Israel album because it came out when he was incarcerated. So. I'm just comparing back for everything to his first album, Painting Pictures, and then Dying to Live. And it's interesting. We all know Kodak is talented. He's one of the premier artists in rap, especially in his age group. He's only 24, turns 25 in June. And I was interested. I know you heard the album that I did too. Why do you think Kodak isn't able to cross that a hundred thousand a week uh, threshold for the first week sales, and you know, this isn't about oh, record sales is the only metric of talent now. But just we all know, if you're signed to a major label and you're in the machine, you're all playing the game. Like Kanye said on his Drink Champs interview, it's major league rap. Kodak is a major league rapper. Why do you think he hasn't been able to transcend to that? like I said, 100K a week threshold, because I feel like that's a, once you get 100K a first week in the first week of sales and you get a number one album, I think that's a legit star. What do you think about his situation when it comes to this album and his trajectory in his career? Simple. He went to jail too many times and music changed. Um, I feel like I don't know. Do you think Lil Baby had stuff on lock when he had like tunnel vision and like Zizi? I feel like he went to jail too many times. When uh, tunnel vision came out, Lil Baby was on his way. That's 2017. Uh, I think that's the beginning of Lil Baby's run, actually. Because, yeah, 2017 is my dog freestyle. Yeah, that's the beginning of Lil Baby. So, you might have a point. Kodak goes to jail, little baby. Even though I also can't see 
his type of music to me doesn't fit the little baby mold. He doesn't really make like party music as good as he used to. And he makes like Did he ever make party music? To me, no flocking and um it's not party music though. I feel like that's just street shit nah. that niggas wanted to hear at the function. It was it was very bouncy and jiggy though. Yeah. And um well, yeah, that's a good point. Did he ever make party music? I just think like that answers your question. He's not really like a mainstream type of artist. He just had a few hits that resonated with people, kind of like what his main, what people who people compare him to a lot, NBA Youngboy does. But um, I just feel like he makes a lot of like pain street type of stuff and he doesn't do it in the aesthetic that is appeasing to most people. Like Lil Baby does that the similar content but he does it more melodic like in a more melodic way and kodak's melodies are kind of raw and ugly a little bit with his voice sometimes and yeah. and i feel like his um southern draw i don't know isn't as appeasing to some people i'm just trying to figure out like, I don't know. it was just the number four song in america man zz was the number two song in america at its peak um, Tunnel Vision was the number six song in America this week. He makes hits. They're not the traditional hits, but he makes hits. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. Even Rest in Peace, him and Triple X, Rolling Peace, that was big. Triple Platinum single. Like, he makes songs that people like. So that's why, is it that people like the songs more than the artist? Is he one of those guys? Cause that's what it seems like. Um, I don't think he comes off as like a good rapper to people. Like Lil Baby gets away with everything he does because people look at him as somebody who can rap good. Yeah, they really praise his technical ability. Like that's really that still be mattering these days. And um, but Kodak is a great rapper. But like you said, hey, maybe he's raw. He's like on the like if I had to like choose like like if i had to use like an example i was put him like in the tupac thing like kanye's kind of in the tupac thing like they say like jeezy's in the tupac thing like what they say is more important than how they say it and like they say like real shit and tight shit but it ain't like technical but i would say the difference is that pac jeezy they have distinct voices and they were stylists in their own way so does kodak he has a distinct exactly. voice exactly and he's a stylist he has his own flavor so that's what makes it different even kanye he has his own style his voice future you could say another one of those scarface that they have distinct voices and like you said people won't call them lyricists but they say poignant things sometimes it's just not in a complex rhyme scheme and there's not that many similes and metaphors. And maybe some people think the syllables aren't enough, so they don't rate not a, it. Not enough words. Yeah, so they don't rate it. They're like, oh, he doesn't use enough syllables. Come on, man. So, I mean, if you're one of those dork rappers that look at statistics and say, hey, this brother had 43 punchlines on this album. Like B-Dot. Like B 
Well, I'm not gonna say B dot. So I'm I, saying B dot because he oh, did the look. I was like looking he, more like at the hip hop and numbers guys, the Australian B-dot, dog. Nah, B dot. That loves Larry June. Larry June. Oh, dog. When he did his uh, little best coke rap, uh, coke song of all time with Pusha T, he was like not respecting Jeezy, um, trap or die that much. He wanted to put he's all. From New York. He doesn't know. Dog, he's like obvious with his New York shit. It's crazy. Like he was, he thought it was crazy that um. Pusha T, Pusha T thought Dope Man by NWA was more of a um, I don't even remember the New York song that like went against Dope Man. He was like, really? Dope yeah, Man? I remember that. I watched it too. I mean, that's the thing. You have to realize New Yorkers live in a bubble. They're in their own dimension. A lot of times they're not in touch with reality because they're stuck up there. Their player hating ways show kind of, it's like a shield against sauce. They miss a lot of stuff. So I'm not going to blame him for being biased. Sometimes it's just you're in that New York shield. They're not going to hear that on Hot 97. Funkmaster Flex isn't going to play that. So unless we're from Virginia, so we don't have any bias. We listen to everything. That's why we embrace everything. And that's why Push would say, yeah, I like this song, but do you know what this song would do in the clubs I go to? Do you? Because he really is, is in the field. He sees what the youth and what is touching different places. Like that's a gift of being from Virginia where we don't have a bias because we don't have a uh, hip hop history to hold on to. We didn't create rap like New York. So we don't have a burden of always pushing up our stuff and hating on everybody else. So that's why they can kind of be loopy in their evaluation of things. And yeah, I feel bad for them on that. And the reason why I mentioned Kanye, just to make this really quick, because we talking about Kodak. The reason why I mentioned Kanye is because um me and Derek was uh talking about like uh old Kanye because we, we were talking about like the genius joint. He was talking about the most deaf in Kanye's song, and he was talking about how most deaf was kind of like whooping his ass on the song. And I was saying, like, yeah, most deaf. I was like, cause you know, he, he don't really know about most deaf like that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, most deaf is you know what I mean, he's that nigga, like he's he's like a he's a good rapper and Kanye is kind of, he did like the same flow as most, but he couldn't say stuff as tight. And I, I kind of put Kanye in the Tupac thing. I gave that as an example, like Kanye ain't going to really spit at you that crazy, but he going to say some poignant things, as you said. Emotion, because look at how, when you watch the clip, look how most raps his verse. And then look at the passion Kanye has, because like you said, he knows he can't match the lyricism of a most depth. So I have to compete with him with passion and it works. That's why like at the end, everybody's like, damn, because Kanye went off, but this, the passion is same thing as Tupac, the passion, Scarface, the passion in their voice, in their tone that it can transcend. The, Ice Cube is another one in that family, that that tone and that passion, the strength of their voice can transcend not having bars, quote unquote. So but, that's but, a skill. Um, and Kodak is one of those that he says cool things. Like people love that line about he ate the fake Molly or something because he's a super gremlin. Everybody loves that. I like when he said, uh, fuck that girl, she a heifer. And not to like, right. I don't really, I don't really like, you know what I mean? I'm not like a champion of like degrading women and like hating on women and just calling them bitches and hoes and shit all the time. But I respect the fact that a young person is still saying Heifer. I feel like we need yeah, to we need to keep those type of words around. Yeah. Right. We need to bring Heifer back. Like 
Like I, I don't know. I like heifers saying calling people heifers. But um, why do you think Kodak isn't like selling as well, or why do you think he didn't reach superstar status? Because he's a superstar to me. He's just in today's era of music that I think is weird. That I always say is weird all the time. I feel like for some reason the problem with Kodak is that he's kind of a Wale. He was too ahead of his generation. And when you're first, it's like everybody else got to see your blueprint and build off what you did and then put their spin on it and cultivate a fan base. While you're ahead of the game, you were first, but because you were first, sometimes you go through the bumps and bruises and he said controversial things. He's went to jail, you know, in and out for years. He says things once again, people don't like, like um, I didn't, I don't watch interviews that often, but I saw a clip of T.I. responding to Kodak about T.I. tried to get Kodak dropped from his label allegedly. And you know, people didn't like that. The comments he said about Lauren London right after Nipsey died about, yeah, I wanna holler at you. I mean, even right now he's talking like Kim Kardashian, I wanna holler at you. So he's a troll, people don't like that. And if you look at the rap game, everybody has to click up and be friends. He doesn't really have a community of friends. I think he's trying to do that now. Like he's on Gunna's last album. He had Dirk on his album. He's been kicking it with Drake a lot. I think he, he's cool with Yachty. I think he's trying to build a community of rap friends, but on his album, as we know, rappers, they use each other as features to for sales because everybody has their own fan base. If I have an album and Jamal's the hottest rapper and I put Jamal on my album, then people are gonna look at it more. So to only have Dirk, who is also trying to, you know, cross that threshold of 100K first week, we'll, we'll talk about his album 7220 uh, later because it comes out on Friday. I think that's the problem with Kodak because one thing that I used to notice about Wale, not to this magnitude, he doesn't have, Wale didn't have the big, big songs that went top 10 like Kodak does. But my point is that it seems like he does well in radio or streaming to have these successful songs. His albums, his first two albums went platinum. So it's not like he's a struggling artist. He is a star. I agree. And rap, he is a star. I'm just talking about, you know, in the mainstream like crossing that 100K, like Gunna, um, Drip Season 4, ever, whatever it's called. He did 150K, like, like you can see, like that's Gunna. Oh, now he's a big dog rapper now. Like he's doing that number first week. All right, he's elevating. I thought Kodak would do the same. He's still young, but it is interesting that, I don't know, like, is it really, do you think that, um, the album came out of nowhere because I felt like if he waited a couple months, like if he followed up Super Gremlin with another like big song, then I think he could have hit that number. But I felt like he dropped the album out because Super Gremlin was so hot and the label was like, hey, let's just jump on this now. I just think that he doesn't have a fun, a fun enough record like to... And that's the part of it. And I How also does believe a young boy get to get away with it then. 
Cause his songs are fun. His thuggy songs are fun as shit. That but, that but the Louisiana bounce is hypnotizing, man. But to that point, NBA Youngboy doesn't have three songs that hit the top ten like Kodak, but he does better numbers. So that's my point. Like he's more hype though. His music is more hype. It makes you bob your head and shit. Like it makes you like you know what I'm saying. Like you move a certain way when you hear it. And like I feel like there's nobody. There hasn't been many. The only rappers who can make like kind of serious music, you have to either be lyrical, like J. Cole, Drake. You can't make serious music. Cause even when um Lil Baby makes like kind of serious music, it'd be like some shit you can work out to, or it'd be like him flexing and talking about getting money, like you know what I'm saying, hustling, shit like that. Like Kodak don't really rap about that he raps about like jail and like and he's to me he's an old soul like kodak makes music that i feel like people our brother's age are supposed to listen to i don't think he makes music that the youth listen like grew up listening to in my opinion i think that's the main things he's an old soul he doesn't make like songs with uzi and shit like the song with uzi and um little baby that you know what i'm saying on his last album that song cranks um and if you're going to be serious and do like semi thought provoking music, you have to be like J. Cole or Drake, like a real lyricist. Hmm. Maybe you have a point with that. Like, can you think of any dumbed down style rappers that make serious music that people that, that is very successful? I would guess and be a young boy because that brother gets serious sometimes. He is heart wrenching. He, but, but but his gift is he is better at melodies than Kodak, and that is why mm-hmm. the standout. I think he's a better rapper than Kodak, technically. Hmm. I feel like Kodak is the better rapper, but NBA Youngboy is so strong with his melodies that we know melodies are the key to music. That's why we learn a, our alphabet in melodies, A, B, C. Like We learn life in melodies, so if you can do that, you're gonna break everything. So, but listen to his his this song to Dirk. Like he ain't got no melodies, and he's like not saying yeah, I don't like, like it as much. Not I saying I agree with it. Dirk. I'm not saying I like. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like he be he's talking like like he can kind of talk his shit. Like he don't really gotta do melodies, and like I just think I think technically he's a better rapper. I just think that. You know, that Louisiana, that Baton Rouge music lineage and that Louisiana music lineage, I just think they got underrated spitters because their people underrate them because they're from the South. But I think niggas from Louisiana can rap. Like Boosie back in the days could rap. Webby could rap. Kevin Gates can rap. NBA Youngboy can rap. Like, you know I mean, I know South Florida got Rick Ross and shit and Trick Daddy and stuff, but Kodak's more like the Trick Daddy to me. You said what again <laughs> from which part damn he said cut the malarkey i didn't hear shit you just said anyways i feel like kodak is just a better rapper he's a baton rouge louisiana rapper like them niggas can rap from louisiana currency wayne kevin gates boosie webby uh nba young boy they they're good rappers to me they're some yeah, of the electronica. best yeah, I, you know how I feel about Louisiana as a rap state. Yeah, they have one of the best rap states. It's one of the best rap states ever. It's the cool just, Soldier Slim. Yeah, like I just feel like 
he has a he comes from a music lineage not saying they all friends or nothing but just i just think louisiana niggas can rap and i think young boy is an example you said florida niggas couldn't rap was that it no i've said that i love trick daddy somewhere that's all i mean i I grew up in a I grew up in a Trick Daddy household, so I've always liked Trick Daddy. You know, he's one of Tupac's one of my favorite Tupac kids. But yeah, Kodak's more on the Trick Daddy type of side. Like Rick Ross is an outlier to me for South Florida rap. Like nobody from South Florida raps like Rick Ross and ever has. So yeah, he's because he's like the he's basically like the clips of the seven five seven because you've listened to rappers local rappers from the 757 before nobody raps like the clips but i feel like rick ross is of that generation that you know they looked up to east coast rap they looked up to new york rapping so he followed that blueprint but you're right about that he is an but, but yeah i just feel like i just think that nba young boy to me is just a better a, a better rapper to me and i think he's more he's easier on the ears Kodak is very raw with his style. Yeah. He's very creative. He's a little bit more creative than um he's more creative than NBA Youngboy though. A lot of his songs don't sound the same like NBA Youngboy. So that might make somebody else think he's a better rapper for that. But I think bar for bar even though we're talking about new rappers, I think bar for bar NBA Youngboy can like say some shit and it's cl- more clear than Kodak. Mm. I don't know. Well, you I don't know talking about NBA young boy so much. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Gucci and Boosie responding to him. Did you hear Boosie's response? Yeah, I, I heard Boosie's response. Like <laughs> that nigga sound like a pissed off uncle. Like he wants to, <laughs> like he wants to whoop you, but he can't get to you for some reason. Like yeah, what do you mean for some reason? He's on house arrest in Utah, man. He can't touch him. <laughs> I just feel like for what Boosie said, it reminded me of like. You know, Boosie's like, you know, what I mean, he's not that nigga to fuck with. Like <laughs> that nigga was pissed. He, he said something like, you know, I don't go for that nigga. Like some crazy shit he said, but like, yeah, it was just like, nigga, you lucky I'm old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't call my phone. <laughs> and you lucky I've already went to jail for certain things and have a reputation. <laughs> Cause that's just what it sounded like to me. But I didn't like his song as much, but I like Gucci's song because he talked to him like a general, like. Hey, you need to take it easy. You're using me for a publicity stunt. Well, I'm going to respond to you and use you as a publicity stunt. I like how Gucci responded to him. I like how smooth it was. I feel like Gucci went back in time and found his flow and became Gucci Man LaFleur again. And I like how he used the well damn ad lib at the end when he said, I thought you said you was Gucci Man in 2006. Hey, Gucci went in. I'm actually looking forward to his album. Cause I like the first song with Dirk and the, you know, that's the song that made young boy mad. I'm feeling it. But what do you think about this young boy and Dirk situation? Because it's unfortunate. And I don't know if you noticed, but it feels like a lot of rappers in the major leagues can't drop or put out stuff because this beef is suffocating everything. And I was uh, listening to DJ academics uh, his podcast on Spotify, and it was a pretty good episode. I didn't finish it yet, but he was talking about how a lot of rappers aren't able to do things because these guys are taking all the attention. And that's why when uh, Dirk put out AHA, 
his, you know, song, The Young Boy, it went number one on YouTube. Then Young Boy put out his diss song, I Hate Young Boy. That was number one on YouTube. Then Gucci puts out his song. It's number one on YouTube. Like, do you even notice, like, it wasn't really that much albums that came out last week. And we know this Friday, Dirk is dropping. And then Young Boy said he's going to drop again in a week or something after he just put out a project with the baby like what do you think about the not even the beef because we've talked about it before we know it's unfortunate but like what do you think about how it's affecting the rest of the industry like if you were a rapper do you think you have to wait until this quiets down before you can put out music do i have to feel like what has to uh quiet down the beef so before you put out music, yeah, why would that have to quiet down? I don't. What does because that have to do with anything? It seems like everybody's attention is going to who's saying this, who's saying that. I mean, who, they're who not. They're this? not. They don't care about people. I mean, I'm sure people want people to pay attention to their music and their albums, but this is a different time in music. Nobody is like on some art shit with it. Like, oh, I want y'all to just care about my art and that kind of shit none of these young niggas care about that kind of shit to me in my opinion they just want to have popping songs and be hot they don't care about like and they a lot of these rappers come up on dissing so i don't think they look at it that way but i think the beef is unfortunate i think it's stupid especially since it started over a girl and i think that um yeah it's just Nigga shit. Niggas are never fair about shit. Like they never they never like, oh, I have I'm talking to a girl you used to be with and I threw shots at you and that was my bad. I shouldn't have did that. Then the other niggas like, you know what? Even though I see where you're coming from, I don't give a fuck. You a bitch. Like, oh fuck you, nigga. I can't show you that. Like I accept your apology, nigga. And then somebody has to die, unfortunately, over this shit. And then I don't know, man. Like I just think the beef shit definitely needs to calm down. Like it's unfortunate, but I can't see niggas like them um, piecing it up until they're like 40 years old. Yeah, probably, but it is weird. It just, I know it's still the first quarter and you know, it hasn't, but I thought more stuff would be dropping. I mean, on Friday, we can talk about this. Benny the Butcher puts out Tana Talk 4 I thought it was going to be his major label debut on Def Jam, but it's actually coming out through Empire. So it's interesting that he's putting out this mixtape, whatever you want to call it, street album, independent album, supposed to be produced entirely by Derringer and Alchemist. You know, the first single we heard it with J. Cole, Johnny Peace, Cadillac, Caddy, that joint goes. But what do you think about that? Like, I know you're a Benny the Butcher fan. Or how do you feel about him putting out this album on Empire and then he has to go to Def Jam and produce in that machine? Do you think that was a good decision for him? Hold on. So he signed to Def Jam? Yeah. And Empire is distributing this album? Yeah, this is like an album he signed, I guess, before he signed to Def Jam. So he already had a deal with Empire to give them Tana Talk 4, and then afterwards Snoop signed, helped them get signed to Def Jam. 
I think the Def Jam shit was stupid, but he said he wants his shit to be to reach more people. But I mean, I like that he's doing an album through Empire because it's gonna be to me, it's gonna be more of the of the Benny that I like, like the plugs I met. I don't really I didn't care for his album with Hit Boy that much. It wasn't bad, but I just it's not better than the plugs I met. So I wish that this album with Empire could just be a mixtape, but he gotta make money. So I feel like if that's his way of being able to put out the mixtape type shit that people like me like, and then he's gonna go to Def Jam and do whatever the fuck he's about to do with them. Like, I know, I'm sure you liked the album with Hit Boy, but, and a lot of people did, it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't a What's bad up, album, G? but it's not better than the plugs I met. And I mean, it's hard to compare a seven song EP to an album, but I mean, I hear you cause they had different goals. I feel like plugs I met too was just him rapping or no actually that was the first plugs i met i felt like that was just him doing his traditional wave and then his joint with hit boy was him trying to blend his traditional style with trying to get more mainstream appeal because like you said he signed a def jam because he wants to be a star he wants to be in the major leagues he's been doing his thing in the minor leagues he wants to be in the major leagues i'm not mad at him I mean, Freddie Gibbs is on Warner Brothers. He's trying to be in the major leagues. I'm looking forward to his album, so I can't knock the hustle. On, and I hope these brothers took advantage of the leverage they have because artists like Benny, uh, Freddie Gibbs, they've built up audiences throughout the years. They've done good numbers with Empire independently, so... When you go to a major label, you get more leverage. I'm sure they own their masters. They have creative control, things like that. But we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be good. You know, I'm an Alchemist fan. I know you don't like him as much. but I, I like Alchemist, man. He's a legend. Like, he makes sleepy music, though. He so does I, sometimes. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's going to be good. Did you like the single with Cole or you you just skipped it? Nah, hell yeah, I love that shit. And I, I don't like people acting like Benny got smoked by J. Cole. Like, J. Cole just raps different to me. Like, Benny's verse was just as dope as J. Cole. They both rap from their own perspectives. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love that song. And I hate that I love that song because it makes me feel old. But you are old. I know, but I feel like other people our age don't think they're old. I'm not even talking about old in age. I'm talking about old in music tastes. We grew up in the 90s and early 2000s. You like rapidy rap. There's nothing wrong with that. I like some rapidy rap. That's just our thing. We grew up when people rapped. So And well, it's really it's my brother's fault really. I mean, cuz I have a brother who's 8 years older than me, but also so as I didn't really I didn't really like rapidy rap until like my junior year in high school. I was all down south and if it was East Coast, gangster mainstream. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't listen to Wu-Tang and shit when I was young. Like, you know what I mean? I got a little bit of Prodigy, HNIC, but I wasn't big on Mob Deep like that when I was young, even though they're gangster shit. And not to me, they're not rapidy rap. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't listen to rapidy rap shit until I heard fucking Wale's Imaginary Players remix. And then I started listening to like more more jay-z because jay-z was always around I started listening to like more jay-z because i wanted the original sauce then i went to like lupe and it was just over it was just like oh i'm about to, i started falling in love with soul sample shit and i 
and I got, I had to get older, I guess, you know what I'm saying? And to like really get like what they were saying, I was more about flows and down South beats and three, six mafia project Pat type shit and just street music. And then I started listening to shit that wasn't just street shit. Cause I was just like, what the fuck? Why am I always listening to street music all the goddamn time? Like I'm not no street nigga. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't know. I just think as I got older, I respected more lyric, more good lyricism. But that Benny and J. Cole drawing, that's that shit's fire to me. I feel like with me as a child, of course, when you don't know what lyrics are, you just like beats, flows, cadences, melodies. As I got older, I started to care more about what people said, and I got into Nas, Clips, Scarface, Lupe, that era of rap. And then when rap came, became more melodic again, or not even again, just more than ever with like the Kid Cudi wave and then Future and Migos and all that stuff, I feel like I went back to being a young nigga again, like a little kid that I love cadences i love flows i love beats i love um people trying to put different spins because we know all these flows have been around forever everybody is influenced by someone but i just like people that put their own spin on it so at that point i like like for me that uh benny the butcher j cole song i can't tell you a bar that they said but i love the beat i love the loop and it's a simple loop. It's not like the most complex beat, but I just love the sample. That joint's golden. I could just listen to the instrumental. I don't need the words. I actually do just play the instrumental sometimes. So. Oh yeah, I forgot you pretend like you only listen to beats. I forgot that you. I do. You still, it's not. It's not you, pretend. You still act pretend like keeping this up. It's this not a crazy. pretend. You know, you've known me for almost <laughs> twenty years. You I've only never listen been to able beats. I've never been able to memorize lyrics. I never like how you guys did our homie Quissy. I was just talking to him about this last week. Like we were talking about artists. We're into different things we like. Shout out Quasi. Yeah. And I was telling him like, yeah, man. Like he was telling me to uh, listen to Earth Gang. And I told him that the album was all right, but the features whooped their ass. And I wish J. Cole just had those beats to himself and that, I don't like restore the feelings rappers because I already grew up in the era that they're trying to take it back to. Like Earth Gang is cool. I'll just listen to Outkast and Goody Mob and Dungeon Family. I don't need the 2020 version. Joey Badass, I'm sure he's not bad. Logic, I'm sure they're not bad, but I already have Nas, so I don't need you guys. Sorry. But that's just how I feel about it. But going into this stylist thing that We've been trying to have this conversation for like a week or two, but we always forget or run out, or run out of time. And two artists that we thought could have become stars, but for some reason it didn't happen is Hoodrich Pablo Juan and Valet. Now Hoodrich Pablo Juan right now is incarcerated, free Pablo. Valet recently said that he retired from rap and he's just focusing on Sculptures. Designing things, yeah, sculptures and architecture. So, you know, it's unfortunate that talented people, he signed a good music, 
maybe that wasn't the best thing. But like we said with Benny the Butcher, everybody wants to be in the major leagues and that's understandable. So what, first of all, what do you think it is about Hoodrich Pablo Juan that made people want to use his flow? Because we know Migos are the real fathers of the flow, but people like Pablo, Pee Wee, even Rich the Kid, they had they were their able, own spins on it. Yeah, they were able to create their own accent out of it. Like it was the same shit, but just said with a different little twist to it. And we're from this area, DC metropolitan area, so to speak, the DMV. Pablo Juan taught this area how to rap, basically, right? To me, yes. They he always he taught they them say, how to rap. They say Big Flock was doing it, but I, I mean niggas gonna hate me for this but i just don't remember that like him being doing it before pablo like i don't give a fuck how early they'll even try to pretend like he was doing it in 2012 or some shit like i've seen some crazy shit like but they say big flock is the father of the or q maybe or shabazz those three they say those one of those three but mainly big flock and q are the first of that flow but i know damn well i heard pablo doing that before them you know what I'm saying? But I find something interesting. I realized that as much as he influenced the DMV, it's weird that he didn't, that a lot of the people in Atlanta coming up after him didn't take that flow, especially knowing how much Atlanta will just, no disrespect to Atlanta, but they'll just copy a, the nigga who's hot and do the same shit, a similar shit, like how they did with Thug, Future. You know what I'm saying? It's weird that i mean i guess they didn't do it with migos either but it's weird that there's not a lot of baby pablo wands from atlanta because remember um damn what's his name what's the dude from dallas ss was it oh, ssg oh dang fuck i forgot his name it's like a yeah, weird name i think it's ssg it's not kobe nah, but nah, nah. yeah i forgot his name he had the deep voice yeah i, I see his face right now in my mind but I forgot the brother's name. Yeah, but it's weird to me that the, oh splurge SSG splurge. Yeah, yeah, splurge. But um, it's weird that there's not a lot of baby Pablo Wands out of Atlanta, and it makes me wonder: is that why he didn't get hot? Because maybe people knew it wasn't like the wave for real, even though he had the streets on lock and in a chokehold. But that's the thing: I feel like people only try to absorb it once they see it successful in the mainstream. If it's successful in the street, that's one thing. Like Valet, for example, he made successful songs and then we saw mainstream people take his flow before he could even get in the mainstream. But with- Yeah, Pablo, but I don't, I really actually don't agree with your Valet point, honestly. Like it wasn't, I mean, I guess he's the next best so we can, we can say that obviously, but Pablo Juan, like in every, niggas car like as far as like like niggas go he was being played how many tapes though designer drugs 2 is the pinnacle but that was what 2015 16 2016 what other tapes do you remember people playing from him i can't say tapes but or even songs i just think around the time we don't love him came out um, that was 2017. That was kind of the end. True. Damn. So it was really only one year. Yeah. 
like when I was listening to Pablo Juan, that was uh, his first tape, I believe, came out like 2013, 2014. And he was putting out a lot of music. He was working with Guapo. He was supposed to have a tape with Pee Wee, the plug in the socket that never came out. Oh, yeah. Jose Guapo was an amigo person, too, kind of. Yeah, he was all it was all that crew. He was on QC. I feel like the thing that blocked Pablo from taking it to the next level is he didn't sign a QC when everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And when you stayed alone, then they rose and became the empire and you're not there. It's like, ah, you're kind of just doing it on your own. And I respect him. He's tried to have his own company, Money, Power, Respect. He signed Goon New and Lil Dude, some Maryland brothers. He tried to, you know, spread his style, link up with people. He was one of his main producers, Spiffy from Dallas, I believe. Hood Rich came. I thought he was going to be one of the next mixtape kings, but then streaming services killed mixtapes. But I feel like the problem with Pablo, like I said, is he didn't sign to QC. And then, of course, the robbery happens with, you know, so-and-so. We don't have to get in all that. But, yeah, that robbery happens, and then he becomes like an internet joke. And then people keep saying he gets robbed, and this happens and that happens, and everyone makes fun of him. He was supposed to do a project with Metro, the Pablo Picasso if him and Metro make that project, I think he goes to the next level. But because he never got to work with a producer to fine tune him and make him have that breakout song earlier, it just never happened. And then that's when eventually he signed to Gucci when Gucci came out, but it was too late by then. Why do I feel like people like Moneybag Yo are like in his place? What do you think? We're, like, what is this? I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I can't ask I you why know, I feel like some money shit. bag. Yo, knows how but. to make anthems. Pablo Juan never really made. Well, I like his tapes. I like. I feel like uh, Designer Drugs Two is a classic mixtape. Yes, but, I was listening to it the other day. Yeah, but I mean, money bag. Yo, knows how to make anthems. He knows how to make women shake ass. Mm. He I knows mean, how to. He knows how to address things, as you say. Yeah, he knows how to set the tone. He has a clearness thing. Oh, and that's another thing that probably messed up Pablo. He was a that's what made me probably think of Valet. They're both whisper kings too. Pablo <laughs> Juan used to be a loud rapper, but then he started, hey, talking. Zabumafu. Whisper Kings. Whisper Kings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember, but remember though, um, Gunner used to be pretty chill too. Exactly. And that's another thing. Pablo and Gunner were the duo originally because, you know, they're both South Side brothers, or, uh, you know, Pablo claims Candler Road. Amaretta the Great says that's Decatur. That's not Atlanta. Bless her heart. But <laughs> Gunner and Pablo were like the first duo. And then Gunner said, yeah. This brother, little baby, he's my crip friend too. I'm gonna go over there. And it's like, yeah, it is what it is. But why do you think Valet was never on that round? Even though he was signed to good music and actually has a gold single with Jeremiah, Pablo me, doesn't have any plaques. 
to me for valet is because if you're not gonna do club anthem street trappy stuff because valet is very creative and he can be kind of um for i feel like for like the untrained ear he could be inconsistent with his creativity and i feel like he might have something that sound like this something sound like that i feel like if you're gonna be like kind of weird and creative as he is like i don't know man it just sucks like mainstream shit sucks like you gotta be like if you're gonna be weird you gotta be like not saying this type of stuff sucks but you gotta be like xxx tentacion or something like seeing and shit yeah, yeah you gotta be melodic like that, i feel oh, like the thing go ahead you're right they're both traditional rappers so to speak and to be a traditional rapper and breaking the mainstream is not easy you're right about that yeah, like you gotta be melodic and I and I almost feel like he's just too saucy for niggas. Like a lot of people <laughs> suffer from being too saucy. Like a lot of people don't have that jigginess to catch on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't really get it. Like they need something that's like easy for them. Like, hey, make this easy. Make it fucking old McDonald had a farm ass song for me. So I can like listen to it and get with it. Like, for at least for the mainstream and yeah i don't know because i i was fucking with valet when he first came out like i got whatever and shell and shit like that yeah you know that's my brother and even him and he had a, he came in with a producer chase the money they had a distinct sound and it's just like you said it is unfortunate that the mainstream is not jiggy enough because i feel like if kanye wasn't too busy on fashion and other things in his life. If he could produce valet for a project, I feel like that joint would go. Cause Kanye is still a dope producer. Even if you don't like his artistry, I feel like once he respects an artist enough to sign him and he sees, all right, I know I can do this for you. Like we saw him work with Big Sean early. We saw him work with Kid Cudi early on their first albums and how good it was because he said, hey, I understand your vision and I'm gonna try to fine tune it. I don't have to produce everything, but just to be an executive producer, bring other producers on, help you make this song a hit. I wish Valet got that Kanye West instead of the brother full-fledged and Adidas and billion dollar Kanye that doesn't have as much time to develop talent anymore. Also, Valet is also a Whisper King himself, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's big sleepy. He he literally said he started that style because he stayed in apartments and you can't yell. And oh, shit. And <laughs> he's cool. And he he's had a, a real reason. Yeah, and he's a cool player. Like, he's not a, a loud guy. He is a soft-spoken guy. I've seen interviews for him. He seems to be real laid-back, chill. He's from Chicago. He was never in a gang. He seemed to be a guy that was cool with everybody he used to work on everybody's cars people left him alone he's just a nice guy a smooth player and people like him so it's like sometimes yeah you're right he is just he might be just too cool for the mainstream yeah and i feel like it's it could be easy for somebody to think he can't rap even though i think he's pretty creative he's a rap like, he's, he's a rapping robot his breath yeah. control is crazy yeah, but nobody, I don't know, man. I just feel like if you don't rap like Lil Baby oh my God. or J. Cole, people, you can't rap to people. 
I mean, those people are trapped in the 80s, man. You got to rap like Lil Baby or J. Cole. And if you don't do that and it's different, like nobody likes um, individual individuality anymore in rap i don't know in my opinion not like on a mass on a major scale but like and i i don't know i don't know who i'm really speaking on because there's so many different <laughs> there's so many different fucking like music fans out there like i know people who like valet i know at least three people who like valet so i don't know man i just think if you can't make something that people from 45 all the way down to 12 can like you're gonna struggle and i think little baby has made songs that people from 45 to 12 can like more than people like valet has all right so who who is the last traditional rapper to become a superstar is it the baby yes easily and he and we see what he had to do he had to have the crazy music videos be this out out the box character he had to kill people and be the real gangster to really get to do it and he is a kind of a rapping robot too he definitely is as soon as you rap fast people think you're whoa whoa whoa, what's this (laughs) and he do know how to swag it and oh yeah for sure he's he is dope you like you said he he is dope he's it's not like he's whack at all he's not he's swaggy as hell he's one of the best like you know i'm not the biggest the baby fan but to me he's one of the best rappers out right now he to is. me and but even the song that um i forgot how it goes the joint the one that his baby mother choreographed the video for i don't i don't know the name of his songs they all yeah them. but you know the one that has the, <laughs> the same spongebob flute as all the other ones yeah. I, I need some shit with some dip on it i don't know what he said let's go i don't know what the fuck he was saying but he's swagging on that joint he's like slowing it he's slowing it down and taking his time and pausing and shit like you know what i'm saying so he knows how to do that. He's definitely a rap robot, but the baby to me is the last traditional rapper. And I heard a few songs off the um tape of him and Young Boy. They're a good duo to me. Yeah, know. it's not a bad project. I listened to the whole thing. That's the big project that came out last week, and it's only going to sell between twenty five and thirty thousand because it seems like young uh, Young Boy's fans are tired of him putting out a music uh, project every two three weeks. So I mean, hey. And you know how it goes for a young boy. Like, I mean, I not really because no matter what blockades he has, he does numbers. But them niggas was going off on that tape. Like, I thought I from the few songs I heard, I was like, oh shit, I gotta play this. Like, I didn't get around to it yet, but I definitely will. But um, yeah, they're good, they're a good duo, they mesh well. Yeah, and uh, the baby said he got paid two point five million for that project. So hey, congrats! That's Damn, but it's only going to do only going to do thirty thousand. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, twenty five to thirty thousand. His fan, young boys fans, and the baby fans are not the same people. I guess they're probably on the opposite spectrums of the world. People, I don't think. The- people that like young boy probably look at the baby as a mainstream artist, and they don't yeah. like it. They look at him like, oh, that's the radio. Hell no. Why is young boy working with them? I don't think the baby has a core fan base. Well, shout out Osei. He was the first person I heard bumping the baby and Roddy Rich, but I feel like he was just listening to Apple Music's Interscope playlist <laughs> and they programmed him to like it. I don't know. 
But yeah, I just think, right. I don't really know anybody that's a the baby fan. His music is so palatable that it probably doesn't stick to like a like it's just so like what I'm supposed to hear on the radio and shit. And he doesn't have college ramen noodle struggle stories like J. Cole. You know, I feel people like he has real realer struggle stories because he is a street brother. Like his album that he made when his father passed away, or I, yeah, I think he Kirk. Yeah, that intro was deep. Like he had some deep songs on it. And then I think he even made another song like that when his brother passed away. Like he's been through a lot as soon as he became a star, you know. And he's of course he has like even on the whatever that Dreamville album is, he has a song, it's him, Cole, and somebody else, and he goes in on that. And he talks about his life and stuff, growing up in Charlotte, how it's like. So he does have that bag of getting into the struggle and stuff, but he's just so colorful and jiggy that he's going to give you the flash more often. But I feel like he don't, it's, I feel like, it seems like he doesn't, not saying he should, but it seems like he doesn't glorify his street background that much, like at least how an ESTG does. And he doesn't say, I used to rhyme like this, to rhyme like that, and all that shit that Meek was doing and flipping it with the, like the intro. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like based on like his background, we would have, we would get more ESTG type shit from him. But ESTG is in the minor leagues. He's not a star. Yeah, but his music has a certain filter on it. He might be too gangster to ever make it to that big level, though. Because can he make a hit? Do you think he's going to be the guy to make a hit? Not hating, no disrespect. I might eat my words, but nah, I don't. I don't think so either. But I think he can make a club banger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He can make street anthems for sure. Yeah, I think he can make a um, fucking every chance that I get. Oh, no, hell no. That's a song of the summer you said, though. That was a smash. Do you see how... I mean, Back in Blood. I meant, I, meant, I meant Back in Blood. I meant Back in Blood. I was just thinking Dirk duo track. I meant Back in Blood. I think he can make a Back in Blood. I don't know, man. That hook is powerful. Yeah, I've never heard an ESTG hook like that. People want, wanted to live that life. And because the beat is crazy. That's what, yeah, that, that, hey man, the minor chords, man, it always brings the darkness out. Damn, Pooh Shiesty, man. I can't believe, can't believe that shit. Hey man, everybody wants to be a super gangster. I didn't think he was going to really be able to follow up with that, anyways. Hey man, hopefully he'll be out sooner than later. Yeah, did he shoot somebody? Oh, I ain't even going to say nothing. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, he shot dice back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, he shot hoops. Yeah, come on, man. He shot pool. Damn. But, um, Hold on. Speaking of this Pablo Juan valet shit, who do you think is a current rapper who could possibly face the same thing? ESTG? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because ESTG, they're 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 pushing him. Wasn't it little baby that said he's the new Jeezy? <laughs> Please. You see how disrespectful people can get? <laughs> Young Jeezy changed the way people rapped. 
Young Jeezy made the ad lib just as powerful as your verses. I don't have to say that to you because you were there, you lived it. Young Jeezy is the reason why I said, man, I wish I, if as a journalist, at that time, I was a freshman in high school. I was on the newspaper staff, South County Secondary, the first year. When I heard that album, I said, man, I wish I could write as a journalist like Young Jeezy raps. That changed everything, man. ESTG is talented, but Young Jeezy is a top 50 rapper of all time. I feel like people need to take it easy on that brother. And I say 50 to be light. He's higher than that for me, but I'm just saying top 50, just like I put most death for me is a top 50 rapper as is future. J Cole is a top 50 rapper for me, but I feel like I have to put him there. Cause I don't know, but so you think young Jeezy's better than method man. Yes. As a solo artist. Yes. Oh man. He is. I'm sorry. You think, you think young Jeezy can rap good on a Biggie song? With Biggie? Uh hey, we're not talking about who can out rap who, who has a better career, who has better solo albums, who has better hits, who influenced the way people rapped and made music. It's young Jeezy. Hey, Method think- Man is a better technical rapper. He doesn't have a better album than Thug Motivation 101, The Recession. I like 102. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, 102 is dope. It came out on my birthday in 06. I like that album a lot too. Come on. I like Motivation 101 more than 102. Okay. This is not a get rich or die trying massacre situation. I like 101 more. The Trapper Die tape is classic. Come on, man. Jeezy likes to drink. Jeezy likes to smoke. Jeezy likes to put Arm and Hammer in his coat. Come on, man. I can't. He is up there. I'm sorry. Method Man, you're great. And he hides the rest of the yams at his auntie house. Come on, man. Do you think Jeezy's a better rapper than Corrupt? Yes. What about Redman? No. Okay, I was about to say you fucking taking it a little too far, goddamn. Redman is another influential artist. He taught a lot of people how to rap. He's Eminem's prototype, the prototype for Eminem, Ludacris bringing that comical style with punchlines and another, and he's a producer that raps. A lot of people don't give Redman his credit as a producer. He's dope. Look at the credits of his albums, and he has a great discography. What the album is a classic. There is a dark side. Supposedly, people hated on it back then when it came out, but that album is dope. Muddy Waters, dope album. Doc's The Name 2000, like Redman has great albums. That's why I have him over. Like I said, Method Man is more technical. Corrupt Young Gotti is more technical than Jeezy. Nobody's denying that. But if you look at their catalog, those brothers are rappers that some people would say they didn't reach their potentials because their solo catalogs doesn't match the talent that they portrayed in their groups. So is Jeezy better than your favorite rapper of all time, Fat Joe? My favorite rapper of all time. Fat Joe. My favorite musician of all time is Don Carter Gina. Nah, you know, when we when we were doing practice podcasts, we listened to Fat Joe's albums. I didn't like the one I heard. He liked his. Eh, Fat Joe is a forgettable rapper. I'm sorry. You're a <laughs> swag lord. You're a kingpin. I'm not saying you're not a legend. You are. You've made hits. I know your legacy, but nah, you're not. You're not that guy. Is, is he a Hall of Fame rapper? That's 
that's one segment we're going to start like before we end every episode and we're going to end it right here is fat joe a hall of fame rapper to you to me no to you what is he is he in the hall of fame of rap he's a kitty the jet smith <laughs> whoa, he whoa, to, character he gets to sit with the hall of famers every like every night and you know what i mean he has a few rings yeah he has a he has a terror squad ring and a dj Khaled ring you know what i mean he did lean back and he has the twin song make with it rain big, twins yeah make it rain the twin song with big pun i think that's on big pun's album but go ahead oh shit um he has that song with Nas and all them niggas. <laughs> John Blaze. Yeah. Yeah. The the other yeah, John Blaze is cool, but I like is that blackout. Is that the fake blackout and the fake um Nori song? Yeah, it's it's a it's I don't know what came out first, but Band from TV is better, yes, by Nori and then. Is Band from TV better than Blackout? Blackout with DMX, the locks and uh, Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> that song is next. I love that beat. I was running to that. A band from TV that. is good. A band, I'm going with Band from TV, but Blackout is is one of the ones. I, I think Blackout's that. better, but Band from TV. It is. Beat. I love but that. But Band from TV beat is better. Yeah, and you, I, like I said, I'm a beat guy, but that that Blackout beat is foolish, and I like how they all come uh, pause, how they all pull up on the beat, like <laughs> especially the way Jay Z pulls up his verse on that joint. He's kills it. He's too yeah. saucy. Yeah, they didn't even care. They didn't care about a hook at all. They just said, we're going to like flip this little part of the beat just to make a little space for Jay-Z to talk some shit, whoever talks some shit, and then rap. Yeah, man. That beat was very simple. It is. And who do you think made the beat? You hear it. You hear the sounds in it. It's not Swiss. It is. So didn't he do Blackout too? He did Band from TV. I mean, Band from TV too? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's a legend, bro. You didn't know that? I know he's a legend, but it's just amazing that he has some of the top, some people's favorite. That's posse I see cut songs. Yeah. On top of hits and all that. The John Blaze beat was tight too, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, John goes. Whose song is Blackout? Um, DMX. Yeah, what album is it on? Is it on um, the first one or the second one? I think it's on his Dark and uh, Hell is Hot. Let me double check. Because I'm going through his discography. I just want to double check and make sure that Swiss Beats made the joint. I don't want to give him credit. Actually, it's on um, Flesh of My Flesh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep, Swiss Beats. I was about to say, I knew he did that joint. You can hear it. Yeah. Dang. So Fat Joe is not a Hall of Fame rapper. Is Noriega a Hall of Fame rapper? No. He's a, I'm trying to Why think. He's a, John, so fast? he's a John Sally. Oh, hell no. He is a John Sally. Fat Joe, Nori's better than Fat Joe. Nori is better than Fat Joe. Yeah. I prefer Nori over Fat Joe. But so if, no, if Fat Joe is Kenny Smith, Nori has to be better than that. But sometimes Nori, he gets on the track, raps real weird. You but know what I'm talking what I'm about? Saying. He's he in the song. A, he raps real weird. But I like that. He's a stylist. He has a distinct flow. He's kind of like a Jeezy to me that when I heard him, I, I liked him as a kid because I was like, yeah, this nigga is weird. Because the first, <laughs> one of the first times, uh, uh, the first time I heard him, of course, is Super Thug. 
and that joint's jiggy like just the hook what 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 like he's jiggy i fool with nori heavy and yeah, he made more and he made spanish anthems fat joe never even did that i know right uh, except <laughs> i know big pun did it on the 100 that's my yeah shit. and we don't stop uh, and you know where we make it we still made it to the top. That beat is my shit. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. But um, yeah, I know way more Nori p- people than I ever have Fat Joe in my That's life. What I'm saying, <laughs> don't ever. You, I feel like Nori can might be. A, I don't know, man. I feel like he might. He might get in on. He that. is a rapper. Oh, yeah. If you combine his solo career with what he did with CNN, he might get in on accident, man. Hold on, let me see. I'm, I'm trying to think football now. Actually, I'm gonna stick on basketball because that's easier. I can't call him a Robert Ori. Dang, I mean, who is Robert Ori? How can how many people get to play on great teams and just contribute a little bit? DJ Khaled. Oh Lord. Um. Hmm. Who is Noriega, and does he owe me a hundred favors? Noriega is. Is he um fuck I just had the person in my head. God damn it. Can he be Chris Weber or somebody? Oh my yeah, disrespectful. <laughs> what Chris, Chris Weber the... was a franchise player. Can he be Paul Gasol? <sighs> Sam Cassell? Is he a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. Dang. He's John Sally, bro. He even does. He's, uh, not John Sally, he's even a host like John Sally. No, nah, he's not John Sally. You're disrespectful. But yeah, John Sally never had any highlights, right? <laughs> my dad, my dad hated John Sally growing up. He always because he every talks time a he, lot for a guy that sits down. Every time he saw his face, my dad made sure I knew that this nigga wasn't good. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he always said he sucked. I never seen that nigga play for real. Your dad told him, your dad told you not, not to listen to John Sally's analysis because he's up. <laughs> he just told me he was trash. He was never good. He always talking. He was never good. I feel like Nori's somebody like Baron Davis. He's a hood favorite. He's a hood. Yeah, bro. that's a good. That's a very he can be Baron Davis or like Stefan Marbury. Yeah, one of those like a, a guy. I don't want to. He could have stayed healthy. Or had his mind right. He could not even had his mind right. That's the Stefan Marbury situation. But yeah, I feel like he's Baron Davis, man. Baron Davis was an all-star. He's Ricky league. Davis. No, don't disrespect. See, Ricky Davis was I. I know he, he had a few was. cool dunks. People like Ricky Davis. You said you said Noriega's a hall of a potential Hall of Fame rapper, and then you're comparing him to Huff. That doesn't correlate. If he's a a borderline hall of famer then he has to be someone that is borderline hall of fame status he can't be baron davis he has to be um all right then he's mitch richmond what about latrell sprewell no he's that's mitch better richmond. i feel like i don't know why i want to make fabulous baron davis yeah you could say that because fabulous didn't live up to his potential kind of but he still but not nah, fabulous is like fabulous is chris weber it's like he had a Hall of Fame career, but it's like, you, dang, you kind of expected more. That's what Fabulous is, because we know Fabulous is a Hall of Fame rapper, but it's like he never was the king of New York. Fabulous he, has to be a, a guard or, or a player like Tracy McGrady. He can't he, be a big man. 
you're getting too technical, bro. It's not about <laughs> the position and how they played. It's about their legacy and how they're viewed. Chris Weber is looked as, as a guy that didn't maximize his potential, and that's why they made him wait to get in the Hall of Fame, even though he should have been first ballot. Fabulous is a guy that, like, people before the verses, people thought he would kill Jada Kiss. They didn't know any better. It just showed you the levels like, dang, Fabulous is not as nice as we thought. Damn. That's Fabulous is Chris Weber. Yeah. And then Lloyd Banks is like Fabulous times two. Nah, Lloyd Banks is Lloyd Banks is like a Lloyd Banks is like um hmm. Yeah, it wasn't Lloyd Banks' fault. He was just under that G unit machine. Nah, Lloyd Banks is basically He's a Stefan Marbury. He was on a team with Kevin Garnett, a.k.a. 50 Cent. But for some reason, things didn't work out. And then he forced a trade and then just coasted. Damn, I wish he could have rapped with Kanye more, man. Because it's funny how game always kind of rapped with Kanye. Like yeah, he, he, always, have... he was always, even with the, uh, what's that, Boost Mobile commercials, remember? And wouldn't get far. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, Kanye produced on his first two or three albums. And Lloyd Kanye's Banks on deserved, the documentary, too. Lloyd Banks deserved Kanye West beats. Man, nah, he was good where he was. Especially like when he said, um, handcraft material, champagne for cereal. What song was that again? Uh, Shorty Stole Christian My Dior Denim Flow. Yeah, like what, man? Lloyd Banks should have been working with Kanye. Sorry. Damn, that's like that's like robbery to me. Yeah. We missed out on that. I, I I think so. Well, I was never a Lloyd Banks fan, so I didn't really need him around my brother Ye. So, but he does kill that verse on that song. Dang, just imagine if Lloyd would have been with Kanye earlier, and we could have got like Lloyd and Pusha T, uh, Pusha T stuff. I, I don't want that. I'm not a Lloyd Banks guy. Keep him away from my family. <laughs> Keep him away. Yeah, Damn. I wanted to be around my family members. Cause I just think but Lloyd Banks, my brother, we don't need that. I just think Lloyd Banks, had he been with Kanye in the mid two thousands and got the like age well, him in like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, Pusher would have did some dope shit. Sorry, brother, we didn't need that. Everything happens for a reason, and we're thankful for it. But Lloyd yeah. Banks is back rapping again. He put out an album last year that a lot of people like. That's beautiful. I know you didn't listen to it. I didn't either. So God bless Lloyd Banks. God bless Fat Joe. God bless Noriega. God bless everybody. You got any else? anything else to say before we dip, Jamal? Or you got a, a gig anytime soon? The streets want to see you DJ. Hey, man. Tune in to DJ underscore eight ball underscore M-A-A-L, if you want to see some disc jockey and see me on the ones and twos, I'll leave it at that. How much is your booking fee, man? Let the street know. I don't talk business on phones, you know what I'm saying, on recordings, you know what I mean? You want to talk business, holla at me. (laughs) You heard it from the man himself. Chopper suit convos, big suits, big money, man, big balling. Big time, and we are house real big, everything big, belly real big, something, something real big. You know what it is.